Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. David Vaughn here for another edition of Rev, still with a little bit of a weak voice, but I got a strong heart. Coming to you every Sunday night uh, here in the Eagle Country area. We love it that you're tuning in, you're listening, that we are helping to rev up your week every Sunday night. Thanks for letting us come into your car and your your deck and your radio station, wherever that might be, or if you're listening online, Lori, they can do that anytime, right? Anytime. We have an app. They yes. can go to eaglecountryonline.com. They can ask yes. Alexa to play Eagle Country. No kidding. 99.3, and she'll just now, here's it right my, Yeah, here's my question. I, I want to know, if someone said to Alexa, play one of David Vaughn's sermons from Whitewater Crossing, I wonder what would happen. It, I mean... Probably would work. That's the you think? scary thing. You think, Jake? Wow. Jake's our sound studio engineer. We're going to try take that her out. Some digging, or maybe a few different questions, but I bet you could get wow. her to it. I, I might be famous. I didn't know it. <laughs> you know that what people will say is, Alexa, it's time to go to sleep. Put on one of Dave Vaughn's sermons. That's exactly what's going to happen. Anyway, uh, we're glad to come your way. We're sponsored by Crimber's Beer House. We're big fans of Mark Crimber down there. This radio show would not exist without Mark. And uh, having traveled to Germany recently, uh, Joe just got back from Vienna in Germany. I got to sample some German, Bavarian food and cuisine. And I can tell you, Mark's is better if not equal. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, so if you are in Cincinnati and I'll save you all the time and flight to Europe, <laughs> just go down to Mark, Mark Kramer's Beer House. I mean, you're going to have the same food. And in fact, his desserts are probably a little mm. bit better, to be honest with you. But anyway, we are really, really glad that you're listening in and really glad to have our guest of the week uh, with us uh, this Sunday night. His name is Joe Isidore. His wife's name is Brenda Joe and Brenda attend at Whitewater. I know that's a surprise to you. Some of you say, David, does everybody attend at Whitewater? Not yet, but we're working <laughs> on that. We're working on that. But what I got Joe in to talk about, some of you may have heard that name, Isidore, Isidore. Some of you, speaking of food, may have visited Joe's restaurant, Isidore's Pizzeria, uh, which has recently closed after 60 years you may have seen it on the news. 60 years. And I cannot imagine. Can you imagine doing this radio program for 60 years? You, you I would don't know hate if they're me. Let us do it you, would, yeah, yeah. you know what? You, they would take us off the air a long time ago. <laughs> they would. But Joe, I'm a fan of Joe. He does so many unique things. He's a wonderful uh, man, a very generous giver. Plays a saxophone. Did you know that? I did not know that. He's no? really good. Hmm. I'm telling you. Have they got so now in your retirement? Are you going to get on the worship team? Uh, I've been trying to get him yet. up there on the stage for a long time. He'll play sometimes during our Christmas uh, hmm. toy store I do stuff. The Christmas stuff out in the lobby. And uh, Joe plays a little golf out at Hidden Valley. That's in wow. Eagle Country yes. Land. Yep. We've and, worked uh, with the, yeah another business yeah, we've worked we play. with. But Joe, sixty years is a long time. 
to own a restaurant and t- to give us a little history. Tell us how you got started. That's older than me. It's definitely older than Lori. Tell us how you got started. Only a few years. Well, um, years ago, my family started pizza in Cincinnati. It was called Pasquale's. I've and heard of Pasquale's. Okay. Pasquale Gramaglia was his name, and his brother was Vincent. One was a baker, one was a cook, and they started pizza in South Fairmount. And I lived in South Fairmount at the time, and I went to Roger Bacon High School. And while I was in high school, I worked at that store. Well, from 53 to 57, Pasquale's had like 17 locations around the tri-state area. And uh, my aunt and my grandpa, they owned uh, one there in Camp Washington. Yeah. And they also owned the, the original one in, in South Fairmount. And uh, when I got out of high school, uh, the day I graduated, I was going to go in the Air Force and play a saxophone in the Air Force band. And they said, before you do that, we'll make you an offer. We, we want to get out of the business hmm. in Camp Washington. Would you like to take it over? And that's what I did. The day I graduated, I took their, their company and, and bought that. And then over the next couple of years, I kept doubling the business. And, and I, I got to the point 20 years down the road with the Pasquale store, um, I had some people come in and rob the place. Huh. And they, they set it on fire. Wow. Uh, to cover their, their prints, I no guess. No way. And they burnt me completely down. Well, in the meantime, I have been buying up properties along there for parking. And I decided to either start over and build a new restaurant there or leave Camp Washington. Well, I, I ended up building the building that, that was presently there now. And uh, I've been there 40 years. And instead of keeping it as Pasquale's, at that point my uncles sold their franchise, the commissary and everything. And being as we were the ones that actually taught them, I figured, why would I pay somebody a commission when I taught mm-hmm. them how to do it? Right. So I opened up, put my own name up there, Isidore's. Yes. I, actually, our, our name in Italy was Disidoro. Disidoro. And when they came over to Ellis Island, we ended up with a Jewish name, Isidore. No kidding. So our, it's kind of unusual to have a name. When I was growing up in Orlanger, Kentucky, I would have been fifth, sixth grade. There was a pos. It seems like there was a pos- Pasquale's in Erlanger, Kentucky area. It's a very good store over there. Yeah, yeah. Really better store. Little did I know. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's that's what happened, and then through the years, we, we were going you know really well, and then all of a sudden, a lot of the machine tool industry went uh, in the Pal Valve and uh, different companies, Lodge and Chipley. Queen City Steel, Cincinnati Mine, and my business started really going uh-huh. south again. And now I got this new building, and I had back then when I built it, the interest rates were fifteen percent. Think oh, about so, that. Oh I mean, our payment was ridiculous. Ooh, that's and, uh, yeah. Now CDs were paying pretty good oh, too, though, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I I paid that for ten years, and then. Ten years later, I was able to refinance it and get it down to like a 9% or 8% loan. But things were tough for me there, and that's when I kind of got into the catering business and, and started doing pizza packs for schools and yes. getting involved in different things like that. And uh, 
it's just progressed to the point, you know, where it came back again and business was, you know, doing very well again. It's a nice restaurant. I've, yeah. I've eaten there. He has a, I know. I'm sad a, that I haven't. I oh. mean, I'm a, I'm a Hoosier, so, you know, some some of the places aren't, uh, even though I grew up here, I do know a lot about the West Side, but now I'm sad. But I'm They a, had a pizza buffet. They had mm. a little, well, not pizza buffet. It was like a Italian buffet. Italian buffet. We, yeah. had, we had meatballs on it and chicken and mm. everything. It was only $10 and uh, 75 cents with the drink and with the drink included. Wow. So, I mean, we, you know, we were in an area where people were in a hurry to eat. It was all industry. I had very little family trade down there. We did most of our business from 11 o'clock mm-hmm. till three o'clock each day. So I, that was the reason I put in a buffet was to get people in and out and run, change those booths over through that mm-hmm. lunch hour. If cooking per order, you're taking 20 minutes of AFR. It's yeah. a long time. It's yeah. too well, long. and then they're on their can, they're on their short, lunch hour. yeah lunch breaks. Yeah, so so anyway, so a couple of years ago, you decided, you know, I think I'm going to either retire or you you, you started thinking about well uh, off ramping. I was telling Julie, uh, ten years ago, I had a daughter pass away. Uh, mm. My daughter Gina was 42 years old, had an aneurysm. And it was so quick. I mean, she was fine one day, and the next day she was gone. And that's when I lost interest. I really wanted to get out. And Buddy LaRose is a friend of mine, and Buddy wanted to buy my place. But I was 2.7 miles, and you got to be three miles away. So they couldn't put a corporate store there. I didn't know that. So I decided to just continue for a while. Well, I had very little family working now. I, I used to have aunts and that. And there was a lot of drama every day, and I, I reached that point. <laughs> drama in a family. Surely <laughs> not drama in a family yeah. in Eagle Country. You can't relate to that. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> so little by little, I, I just felt like instead of them working for me, I was working for them. And then what happened is Dave come up with a sermon talking about people like me think you got to run the show all the time. Why don't you just put it in God's hands? Hmm. And I hid it in real estate for three years, trying to sell it as a business. Well, people don't really want to work as hard as I'm working in a small business. Everything is franchises and things that all come in. All you're doing is heating it up. You're not mm-hmm. making the dough and you're making the meatballs and making sauce and, and doing all those jobs that creates your name and, and your, your idea of what you think is best for, for the customer. It's so hard to do that today. So... I, I was getting more and more disgusted of, uh, about that. And I said, I, instead of selling the business, I'm just going to put a sign on the building property for sale or lease and see what happens. Because I'm going to put it in God's hands. I'm, uh-huh. I, I quit thinking about it. I was out of real estate now. I didn't have to worry about them. So um, I had a guy, friend of mine that makes signs. I said, make me three signs. And he put one on each side of the building. And uh, I said to my son, Joe, I said, why don't you go down there and put those signs up? It was on a Sunday night after church. <laughs> and uh, I said, uh, put them on the building. So he put them on there at 6 o'clock Sunday night. At 9 o'clock Monday morning, a guy came in said, I want to buy your property. He says, I don't want anything about coming in there and have people figuring out what's wrong with the building. I'm buying it as is. Wow. He says it's a cash deal. I don't have to go go to the bank. Wow. 
I was flabbergasted. I said, God didn't pay attention to me for three years, and all of a sudden, in 24 hours, it's over. It's on his time, not my time. Hmm. That's a good learning for life. That was a good learning for me, a good message. And not only did it, I was able to sell it, but a deal like that is a a once-in-a-lifetime deal. That Mm -hmm. don't happen with no inspection and, and a cash deal. And I mean, I sold it for less than I was originally trying to get, but I just wanted to be out of it yeah. and get the pressure off of me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I I just figured at 77 years old, it's time to try to enjoy the rest of your life, what's left yeah. of it. Well, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, not many people even work till they're 77. Well, it's, in, it's intriguing for me. I've worked in the restaurant industry before I was at Eagle. I was trying to get a teaching job, so I spent a lot of time serving at different restaurants throughout college. Um, but I also work with restaurants now and, you know, marketing and advertising and to sustain for 60 years. I mean, what is that? 50% of restaurants fail in the first three years yeah. or something like that. I mean, you have to evolve with the times, like you said, putting in the buffet, doing the catering. Mm-hmm. What what would you, your biggest piece of advice be to somebody thinking of opening a restaurant or having a newer restaurant? Well, I think it's the way you train people in the beginning to, to have them become very conscientious of running a clean restaurant, first of all. Um, when they walk through that door, treat them like their family. We, we knew 90% of the people that came through the door. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just be generous. It all comes back to you. I did a lot of things for the homeless downtown for 30 years. We we fed them on Sundays. In the Sundays that the churches didn't do it, the attorneys did it, and I prepared the food for three, 400 people. And I used to do it about 700, or I mean seven weeks, or seven times a year. Wow. About once a month through the summer months. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, like through the holidays, they they didn't use me, but anyway, I, it all came back to me. All the things that you do mm-hmm. for people, then you, you get involved with different groups, and they put that was a great meal he put out, and you start doing corporate meals for them, and just everything you do for somebody, it all comes back. Well, that's to so me. much part of our current teaching series: the feeding the hungry. Absolutely, you know, that true. you get. In return, way more than you way absolutely more. about. Joe, you've been a very generous guy, and it sounds like to me that's one of the principles that our people in Eagle Country could learn. You can never outgive God. No. You, you know, we shovel it out, God shovels it in, but he got a bigger shovel. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so what you have learned is that God is faithful, and you're giving, and then somehow he takes that, and people notice it, and you get blessed again. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's just... Just wonderful, you know. I, I always, I gave more of my time than than the money right. on these Sundays because they did pay me something. They paid right. me two dollars a person, so right. I mean, it covered most of what I was doing. Yeah. So I wasn't losing a lot of money, but it was giving up your Sundays, like during yeah, June and July. It's a lot of time because to, to cook for that many people, you'd have to go in early on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. get done about four or five, six o'clock at night. So. Your whole day was shot. But like I said, there, the guy that motivated me was a guy named Ed Berge in the Berg Berry Insurance Company. And this guy could talk you into anything. And, and he started off, we started off with a $3,000 profit on a tennis tournament. 
and we towards the end we were doing golf tournaments and things where they making fifty thousand and a hundred thousand wow. dollars, and it was all going to a manual center down there over the Rhine uh, across from Washington Park, and they they rebuilt that center and they did all that. Now there's so many churches doing it that they don't even need me anymore, hmm. which they're they're just doing breakfast down there. They're not even doing the suppers like they did every Sunday. Um, so there are a lot of churches like Whitewater yeah. that are doing That's the right. same thing. Sir, Sullivan Seven. Yeah, that's there's where it's at, and yeah. it's so neat to see so many more churches mm-hmm. jump in and, and do this. It takes the burden off of one church or, right. or one yeah. group. So that that's kind of where I'm at. But uh, were a lot of your long term customers sad uh, to hear that you were closing? I'll tell, I'll tell you something. On the last Saturday, I was open. Um, a bunch of kids that all worked for me originally ah. and lived in the neighborhood, they put it out on Facebook that we're going to go down and meet Joe Isidore for our last meal down at Isidore's. So I said, come on down, I'll feed you guys on the buffet. I thought 10, 15 people, 60 people. Oh, yeah. no, how about that? Well, That's a lot of employees over employee. 60 years. Yeah. I, had, I had no place for regular customers. Every seat, I only seat 60 and they filled up all the seats. Oh, man. I didn't ask for anything, but they did collect money, and they, they did give me some, some money for the food because they didn't want, they seen how many people were there. They felt guilty, you know, but a lot of them were telling me, you know, how much they enjoyed working for me as yes. teenagers mm-hmm. through high school and college. One guy was a colonel in the Army. I mean, just... Unbelievable. Most of these people yeah. make more money yeah. in one year than I'd make in three. Uh, a lot of them became very successful people. But they still, one one came up from Florida, a couple came from way down in Kentucky and come up for that day. And I, I, I had a tear in my eyes. I, it was No, you had no idea. Sweet. You had no idea the uh, core values, the hard work example, the mm-hmm. integrity, credibility that you talk about. Uh, that Christian businessmen need to have. Mm-hmm. Y- you instilled that in those young people at such a, a formative age. Mm-hmm. You probably don't have any idea. No, the I, ripple I had effect. no idea the ripple effect until they came there that Saturday and told me that the way you trained us, we applied it to our other mm-hmm. jobs. Isn't that something? Get there on time, yeah. do a good job, be neat and clean. You know, yeah. I mean, that, well, customer service. I I learned a lot when I was working in fine dining about customer service. It's kind of a sales job. Oh, you know, you know your product, you um, educate the people on it and, and do a good job and they're going to tip you well, yeah. you know, just yeah. on a smaller scale. Yeah, we didn't we don't really have tips down there because of the buffet. And, yeah. and mo- a lot of it was carry out. But uh, I mean, we never looked at people where they came from or how they were dressed or anything. Everybody was treated the same. My my daughter called me. We are the world Joe Isidore because I was feeding all the bums down there that are on the corner with <laughs> When the food's left over on the buffet, instead of throwing it away, we'd pack it up at mm-hmm. 2 o'clock and they'd all yeah. show up at 2 o'clock. Sure. You know, and then all of a sudden they start telling you what they want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll put in my order. I, I don't want the, the pasta. Give me the wings. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, but it, you just laugh about it. You know, it's, it's just part of it. But Well, that area, yeah. I would say Camp Washington, is. you've seen a lot of changes uh, in that over 60 yeah. years. When you say, Joe, some positive, some not so positive. In, in 1957, when I started working here in high school, 
they still had the trolleys running. That's wow. how long. Wow. And it, it was a neighborhood back then. It, we had a yeah. Parkview Market and a sh shoe store and three bars across the street. There was a lot of bars in camp. Right. Uh, we had a, a fruit market, a bakery, uh, a, a little uh, soda shop on the corner, Dunbar's dr uh, Drugstore. All that left, and then yeah. it, it's all parking lots now for, like, the Chili Parlor and Sohio. And yeah, Camp Washington Chili's still down there, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they, they had just a little bitty building on the corner. But uh, I've seen so much change and development yeah. in, in that area. It's a shame I'm too old to really see what's going to happen down the road. But I, I think Camp Washington is going to be another north side. Ah. It's going to it's going to go that direction, I think. Yeah, I understand. Uh, they're, they're trying I to uh, saw a picture of the flood. Was your business affected by the floods? Uh, they're on that, Rain Avenue. Yeah, there yeah. would have been back then, but yeah. that was before me. That was in okay. So that was, yeah. uh, you're not quite that no, old. No, I'm not quite that old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Spring Grove Avenue was all underwater, all those. It was a big that. deal. Yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah. What are the other lessons that I think that, that you might share in our Eagle Country audience, Joe, that you've learned over these 60 years? Uh, be fair, be courteous. Treat people well, uh, be generous. Um, I heard you mention those things. Um, what have been some of the challenges or lessons you've learned about that? Well, I, I just think being in a right church makes a big difference in having hmm. a small group. Uh, I was telling Julie that when our daughter died, we were at, at that time, we were with the vineyards over there on Round Top Road, and yep. we were with Pat McDonald and Oppenheim yeah. and these guys that are at this church were at this yeah. church. Uh, they were our small group leaders back then. And they were there when we were going through the darkest time of our life, hmm. losing, losing my daughter. That was tough. It, it's really tough. And then we joined out here, and Mark Kerner was a neighbor. He was a real big influencer in your life, wasn't he, Joe? He Mark was, Kerner. Mark and Vicki Kerner were two of the yeah. neatest people. They lived close to us. And the first day we got here, they were on the, he was singing in the choir, and he did the communion and all that. And I told Brenda, I says, I think we found a home. I, I, mm -hmm. I said, I, I think I'm going to be here. And that was the day we started. It's been 10 years. You had 400 people, I think. I know. Then. It was 400. We look back and think, wow. Yeah. You know? So believe it or not, in Eagle Country, as large as we are now, everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. And that's where we started. And there's some things, actually, that much like a business that grows, there's some things I miss about being small. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the relationships that I had back then and formed that we had. You're just able to do different things when you're smaller rather than you're larger. Mm -hmm. And same thing with a restaurant. We just mm -hmm. we serve the same food. We just feed more people now. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's right. But Brenda has been through some health issues in oh, her yeah. life. And yeah, a lot of back operations and hip operations and things like that. But she, you know, she's fighting through all that and she's doing better, you know, uh, she just wants to, to feel good so that we can enjoy the retirement and, and walk and Absolutely. do things that you want to do instead of just being sedentary and sitting in a chair all day. You know? uh -huh. But uh, yeah. the small groups here, we're, we're with a group here, with Charlie Howard and Vicki Kerner and, and different people. That's a group right it's there, man. I mean, we, we just enjoy each other and they're there for one another when any, anybody's having an operation or doing anything. There's always a group to go back to. And 
those are those are valuable lessons. That Absolutely. I so I find a church home. We'd love for it to be Whitewater yeah. Crossing. You can visit us on our website, Whitewater Crossing. Plan your visit page. You come any week. You might see Joe and Brenda there. What service y'all go to? We go to eleven fifteen. Eleven fifteen. Oh, sleep in. Yeah, sleep in a little bit. Lori yeah. likes to. You I know, go. I vary. Yeah. Some yeah. some days I'm up earlier and I go and at the nine thirty. But it was eleven yeah. fifteen yesterday. You'll see him there, and if you come at Christmas, you'll hear the saxophone. <laughs> and he might be on the stage soon. And I would love that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think no I need to get Joe to come and make the staff some of those meatballs. We'll do that. You still got the recipe I got the for recipe. that, right? Can I come to that luncheon? You, you would be more than happy. Okay. More than happy. <laughs> All right, here he is. And Joe, don't go anywhere. I want to get your take on this because this is kind of unusual. This is the section we call Weird... Wacky church news, and we never know what it might happen. These are actually true stories. There are reasons why people think the church is odd and they don't go. But today's story is kind of weird, but in a good way, not a not a creepy way. Public Works Department in Utah is praising an anonymous letter donor for doing the right thing after he or she sent an apology and $50 for a crime committed seven decades ago. This person paid more than $50 in 75 years if he's been carrying the burden on his shoulder, the mayor of Midville said. They said the letter was postmarked from North Houston, Texas, does not include a return address, they believe the crime in question happened in the 40s. It sent the check for 50, and here was the note. Midville Public Works Department. I'm closing this $50 to pay for a stop sign I took many years ago when I was a thoughtless teenager. Stupid might be a better word for it. Anyway, I'm trying to remember the things uh, I've done wrong and try to do restitution as well as I can. Sounds like they're kind of ending their life, you know. I'm almost 90 years old, and all these things have made me sorrowful over the few years and things I did when I was young. I wish to be forgiven by the Lord, so I am sorry, and I truly repent. I've heard this. Have you heard this story? I mean, think about that. $50 is a cheap price to risk. I don't know if that accounts for inflation on the stop sign (laughs) over the years. (laughs) So I find that refreshingly weird and odd. That's a long time to carry a burden. burden. Uh, But evidently now feels really good about it. (laughs) And the person, uh, the mayor of Midville, says he hopes the person will eventually reveal his or her identity in order to be recognized for making amends, because it's never too late to do the right thing. That's true, isn't it? That's yeah. true. That's true. So you've been doing business for 60 years, and uh, <laughs> so you've seen a lot of rights and wrongs. There's probably been some employees that so, have stole from you over the years. I hate to think about that. <laughs> As I talk to my business guys, that's their greatest concern, oh, yeah. is yeah. I think my employees are ripping me off, you know? Uh, so maybe it's one of these employees, no, n- none of those employees that you fed came back and said, hey, Mr. Isidore, uh, here's $50. <laughs> no, they, they didn't do that. that. <laughs> they, just, yeah. they might be listening right now. <laughs> <clears throat> they might feel guilty about it. <laughs> they, give them time. Guilt is a powerful thing. So if you're listening to Eagle Country, you did something 50 years ago, make it right. Make it right. You'll sleep better 
I heard uh, about a, a similar thing that the IRS gets these anonymous checks for people, and w- one of them said, uh, sent, uh, this is uh, $100 for some taxes that I should have sent in, but I didn't because I can't sleep. And they said, if I still can't sleep, I'll send the rest. <laughs> so evidently they had some more uh, that they needed to do. But anyway, there's your uh, unique and uh, weird and wacky church news of the day. Uh, this is Rev uh, coming to you Sunday night and uh, from Eagle Country, and we're just excited. We hope you'll visit Mark Crimer at the Beer House. Since you can't go to Isidore's anymore, <laughs> you got to go to Crimer's Beer House. It's uncanny. We interviewed Mark, though, Joe. Some of the same principles Mm -hmm. that you just hit on, uh, we heard in Mark's story as a Christian restaurant owner. Mm -hmm. Uncanny. Yep. Uh, And God's God's business. It's God's business. He calls it the big boss. Mm -hmm. And when I I gave it to him, things got better. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, visit the Beer House. Love to have you visit Whitewater. Uh, Love to have you catch up. Uh, on any archives, right, uh, Lori, from Eagle Country? EagleCountryOnline.com, Rev Panel on the home page there. Nice and we read at our website too. And no it's a, yes, okay. and the artwork there is, is really prominent, so you can't miss it. But wow. we have every episode, even uh, from when my predecessor, Rob Reel, was yes, hosting. Yes, and I got us started, well. so we're really archived. Yes. Yep, and we'll have some videos soon that will be posted. So. Nice. Very nice. Yep. And you can email us, rev at eaglecountryonline.com. Send us a Facebook message. Call all the radio station, whatever way yeah. you prefer We're to communicate. We're in touch. You can get a hold of us. If there's a person you want us, uh, you, you want to hear us interview, if there's a subject you want us to address, uh, even if you got some weird, wacky church news, <laughs> that I'd love for you to send it. i got a file. And a lot of it is just me, you know, Uh, but we'd love to have you. So thanks again for letting us uh, come into your world and into your life. We hope that we rev it up in a positive way. And until next Sunday night, 7 o'clock, David Vaughn, Laurie, and Joe Isidore, we wish you well. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Good time there. Good that, Thirty Joe. minutes down to a side. It is thirty uh-huh. minutes, Joe. Right. Time to do something. That was perfect. Yes. Thank you. So the video. Did Pat do the interview yeah. with you? Yeah. yeah. Pat, he was asking. He thinks that. highly of you. So oh, good, good guy. The person that bought the building. What are they doing with it? You know, I don't know. He's a developer. He's a lawyer. He's a. Uh, they do surveying. They did things like the Pebble Creek over there in Coleraine Avenue. Okay. All those apartments in the golf course, they survey the streets and they do all that. They're doing something in, out in, uh, uh, I think he, he said, out the East Gate, hmm. 750 huh. homes. Wow. The father goes to church every morning at Sacred Heart Church, and he comes to work at 730 and works till 4 o'clock. He's 90 years old. Wow. And when I, when I, the day we closed at his office, he was showing me all these plans laid out where he's laying out the streets all the sewerage and all no kid ninety ninety wow you know probably kept him alive Joe uh, really I've noticed uh, and I know you are retiring to something not from something uh-huh. the guys that just say I'm going to retire and play golf and sit it on my couch no. they don't live very long yeah. guys got to stay engaged well, or they find themselves doing they're doing. Something. 
Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.